All right, welcome to the Teaching a Rockstar podcast, and on today's episode, man, we got some youth in the house. Cameron Carlin. This guy's about 12. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, and check it out, man. This is uh, this is a, this is a student. He's uh, he's going to school. He came by, and I know his parents. And we're gonna get uh, some perspective from a from from a young man uh, looking back on his education. You know, so so many times you have people in the, here um, on the show that they're old. They're like me, half a century old. It's hard for them to remember back when we had an abacus in math class. And this guy, man, he doesn't know. He does not know a world without cell phones. So uh, let's get into it. Cameron Carlin, Teach Like a Rockstar podcast. Let's do this. All right, brothers. So um, here's, here's what I want to know. Can, um, in your mind, how old do you think you were the first time we met? What would you guess? I don't know. You're a neighbor, so I know that could be a stroller on the it street. Could, you're probably riding a stroller. Ooh, let's I say know. three. Yeah, probably so. I don't know, dude. You might have been still peeing in your pants at that point. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you've stopped. Hopefully, man. <laughs> on occasion, who knows? Yeah, and uh, man, here's here's what I want to. So, man, I'm gonna guess you are. What are you twenty? Twenty one. Twenty one. Two one. All right, and um, and you're currently enrolled at uh, what's the name of that university? Trinity University. I was could never get into that school, and um, and you're and, and you're you're a communications major. Man, I couldn't even get into that school if I wanted to this year. The enrollments, the future students. Yeah. I mean, it dropped from sixty five percent acceptance rate to twenty nine percent. So yeah. Those kids are making me look way smarter than I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to get out of there fast before they get in your classes. Right. <laughs> you right. ruin the curve. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and but real quick, man, how did you pick that school out of all the universities? Yeah, I applied to 17 different schools. You paid the fee? <laughs> That's a couple thousand just in application fees. Nah, it was it was I ch- pays the, uh, the cheap schools, right? Okay. So I had some uh, opportunities to go play ball at mm-hmm. some other schools. So I Volleyball? A, uh, baseball. All right, just checking. Close. Right. Uh, but no, I had to entertain those for a couple uh, months, and then I ultimately I chose education because I grew up with two parents as teachers. Yeah. Just like, I mean, you had a parent as a teacher, right? Yeah. So, education is important in our family so i wanted to pick a school that would put me in the right path the best future all right full disclosure um your uh your your pops that dude was my teacher back in 1985 oh, so sentimental and i'm putting quotes around teacher if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and so um and then we ended up moving over here and found you in the same neighborhood and uh so listen man when you were um now you went to a pri- you went to a private high school. I went. I grew up public my whole life, and then I, my dad got a job at a private school around the corner here, St. Pius the Tenth, and so yeah. I ended up going there my last two years. I transferred over junior year of high school. Transferred from where? Lamar High School in River Oaks. All right, man. So you were playing ball at Lamar. Yeah. Playing baseball. Yeah. And then you played baseball at St. Pius. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting because Lamar's international baccalaureate school. Is that correct? IB? There's no way you could have got into Trinity this year, bro. You're right. I believe it's International Baccalaureate. Yes, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, but at Lamar, they actually they don't let you do band and baseball there. You have to choose one. And so that was a big 
uh, deciding factor for me. Over at St. Pius, I was able to be the drum major of the band and be the captain of the baseball team. So I got to have both avenues to get to explore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, just in terms of um, academic challenges, when you went, went from Lamar, were you in the IV program there? I was in the IV program. Yeah. <laughs> that looks hard. I know it's kids. Rough. Dude, I know. I, like I see there's, – there's, I know kids in the neighborhood. I, um, I see them studying. Right. Like really studying. Not, I'm not playing like hours upon hours. And, I mean, they just make you take Spanish. They're, they're not messing around over there. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Take Spanish. <laughs> I think I've taken seven years of Spanish in my life. It's, and can you speak yeah. Spanish? Uh, see. Sí. <laughs> <laughs> and so when when, when you got to um, when you got to Saint Pius, um, honestly, was it easier? Was it less intense? Was it more intense? About the same? I think it was so much easier for my end yeah. because it was a family. It was a community feel there. The the teachers, I mean, incredible at Pius. Yeah. Uh, they treat you like they're one of your own kids. And so for me, stepping into that environment, not knowing anybody junior year of high school, it couldn't have been easier. Really? Yeah. Man, it seems to me like um, that'd be a rough time to switch over junior year. Like, cause you, you have all, like you have your whole routine, you have your teammates, mm -hmm. you, uh, you kind of know what to expect, you know how the school works. And you know, I went, I went to Lanier middle school. So mm -hmm. we all went up to Lamar. Yeah. Knowing each other since sixth grade. Right, right. Yeah, and then brand new friends over at St. Pius. Were um, you considered the outsider, or were the kids as welcoming as the teachers? I I remember the quarterback of the football team was transferring in the same year, and so I kind of got to go underneath the radar a little oh, bit. Oh, nice! But I was that new kid. Yeah. Let, let's go see what he's like. Uh -huh. um, but man, I remember the first day, some group of kids came up to me and they said, "Hey, we have a spot of you at the lunch table. We have a spot for you." And that that meant the world to me. That's insane. First day at a new school, and they're like, hey, come sit with us. We got you. And uh, they ended up being my best friends yeah. at school. I love those kids. Yeah. Yeah. That Man, that's what it's all about. You know, I, here's the challenge. I think building these giant schools, it's really, really hard to keep that close-knit family feel when a school when you got 3,500 kids. The personalized attention. You can't go without it. It's crazy. Uh, being able to feel like you're special mm -hmm. or you're loved. Yeah, that's something you can't duplicate. Right. You know, when when you are at um, Lamar, though, um, here's what I always say, like, no matter what the vibe and the cultures of the campus, there are those teachers that are able to create whatever they want in the classroom. And I know over there, you know, in, in two years, you, you, you had to have a couple of teachers that are just phenomenal creating that for you. And those kids, like they created their own little worlds. As soon as you stepped in through the door and you sat down, it's a whole different place, wasn't it? Oh, man. Whole different place. Yeah. Loved it. Who was um, looking back? Who was uh, who was a teacher at Lamar that to this day, like you still remember, you still loved it? At Lamar, it was really my baseball coach. I think yeah. Coach Munoz uh, using that platform of sports to influence the next generation to grow young men into the society. Yeah, I mean, seeing it from this vantage point, I know it's very young still. Yeah. But, um, I'm very special. I'm very lucky to have that guy in my life, uh, where he was able to teach you the value of respecting another human being, uh, not just looking at across the field and seeing an opponent, but being able to treat them like a human being, right? And that's something that will keep with me for the rest of my life. Man, it's amazing. And, and how hard was that conversation when you had to go tell him you're leaving? 
Oh man, uh, because I went to Lamar because of baseball, right? Mostly because I I love the baseball program there, um, but uh, it was a no brainer for me being able to go over and be with my dad because I knew leaving high school I wasn't going to get to be with my parents a whole lot. So yep. get to drive to school every day with my dad, uh, couldn't beat it, and so it was. I knew the future was bright for me. Sure, and um, what when when. when... Yeah, when, when he was talking to you about uh, going to a new school, Coach Munoz, what, what was his uh, send-off message? Do you wish you luck? or He just said, keep on being you. Because, I mean, I'm a pretty unique human being, uh, very high energy, yeah. uh, positive person. So he said, go impact other others. You know, yeah. keep on being you. Man, you know, here's the thing. I, 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 sometimes, like, I, I think we underestimate, as educators, like, the role we're having. Like, I mean... People, kids. I mean, you're you're 21, but here's the thing: you're gonna have those same memories, and it's gonna be just as crystal clear when you're 41. And as you're 61, you'll still be able to tell that same story because of the impact that that dude had on your life. Mm-hmm. And 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 man, as educators, like, I, I, God, it's just so important to remember that constantly and remind ourselves of that each and every day. Because man, it's easy to forget. Like when you got kids coming to your classroom and they're screaming and you know, stuff's going to haul away. There's a fight and you know just the craziness of a of a typical day at a giant school. It's hard to remember sometimes that that who I am in front of these kids is, is that's who they're becoming. Yeah, I, I see it every day with my parents coming home uh, from the classroom. It's hard. Real hard. It's a yeah. lot of kids, a lot of different problems going on. But yeah. if you're able to set that aside for a minute and make one kid feel special, feel unique, mm-hmm. that's the world, right? Yeah. Because who's telling where that kid is going to go and where he's going to be and what lives he'll impact in the future? Yeah. Man, I was going to ask you, man, you came to um, uh, a professional development. I saw you there in August and with uh, w- with your mom out in uh, Cy Fair. You snuck in and you were in there with, I don't know, what's five, six hundred teachers in the room. And um, what were you, the conversations that those teachers were having? Um, I, I, I guess it wasn't surprising. I think to some people it would be surprising to hear them talk about how much it means to them and how much they love kids. But that's something you grew up with because you heard your parents talking about it. Yeah, I Talk about big school. What is that? Side parks out there? Side something or other. Ooh. Yeah. That's bigger than Trinity. It's huge, man. Uh, yeah. Biggest takeaway there. You're an awesome public speaker. Ah, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, the way you're able to tell a story, uh, energize a group of people yeah. in a common room, right? Incredible. Uh, but listening to those conversations, the teachers, I think the why. Why they do what they do. Yeah. Uh, they may be an English teacher, maybe a band director, right? But that's the vehicle to impacting lives, to changing that kid's life, to teaching them how to be a better person in the world. Yeah. And so that was interesting, being a student growing up and then seeing the teacher side of it. Yeah. Um, it was it was very phenomenal, man. Here's the thing, you know, I I love because that's what we call man the vehicle. Like you know, it really is all about um, getting crystal clear on what you want that kid to take away because they're gonna forget all the stuff. I mean, like even in band, I was a band director. The kid's not gonna if he doesn't play his instrument again, he's not gonna remember how to play. <laughs> like, but what do I want the lesson to be as a result of spending time in my classroom for those years and all those hours? Like, what do we really want the impact? What do we want to have on that kid's life that they're gonna share with their kids and they're gonna tell their kids about their teacher? I mean, it, it, the, like that why. And man, I love that you got to hear it. And I know you heard it in your home, but um, I re- I really wish more kids got to hear their teachers talk about it. Well, with anything, you can teach teamwork, teach how to be a leader. Just giving them the opportunity to find that out 
that's what it's all about designing those activities those lesson plans so they can have that aha moment that light bulb go off yeah i mean i think that's what all teachers they that's the drug man right the high yeah and so it like with band just leadership opportunities that i've gotten in there it's i i can't wait till i can give it to my kids right yeah yeah um if whether it's band or dance just having that opportunity as a young child instead of waiting till you're in a boardroom or as a manager in the real world mm-hmm. um i love it man the, the thing also with uh that aha moment and that euphoric moment as an educator like this is the trade-off we always talk about and um and you could like speak firsthand to this because you saw it in your home where the here's the trade-off a lot of careers they're like like the wave there's the highs and lows aren't too high and the lows aren't too low and that's just this mediocre it's just the mediocre life that you're that's a lot of careers man like i don't know what ha- like some sort of data entry job i don't know what happens <laughs> in other careers but i know as a teacher here's the, there are the most euphoric highest moments of your life where you can see the difference that you and you know this kid is on a new trajectory because of the difference that you made on that day mm-hmm. and it is just the high is amazing here's the trade-off the the inverse of that the opposite of that is the lows are incredibly low and I think you have to be willing to, to hang, like, you got to be willing to, 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 listen, I'm willing, if I'm going to reach the high and change a kid's life, I have to be, I have to be accepting of the lowest of the low. Cause you would see your parents come home crazy, frustrated and tired and pissed. Yeah. It takes someone strong, how? Yeah. Someone real strong because with technology nowadays, ooh, the disrespect, the low attention spans, yeah. it's an equation for madness. It really is. And to be able to do that and withstand that every day, yeah, uh, take someone special, um, man. It's it's it gives me such light and such happiness that that's what my parents are doing every day. They're impacting lives because if you give up on those children, who's to say who's uh, giving them the power, empowering them at home, right? And so if you give up on them, there's no chance. Like you got to be that person that's that says, Hey, you can do this. Yeah. You can continue. Right. And that's, that's like a superhero to me. And here's the, you know, like, um, I always say like, if you don't, who will? Yeah. I mean, like, like and I know, I know, man. And you, I think we probably talked about this in the, in the, you there, you might not remember, but like in my mind, I know some parents, some, like, if you're in my classroom, like you get awesome parents, you're on a team, you're in the band. But I don't know that to be like I in my mind when my kids show up I eliminate all of that none of that exists in any one of my kids' life I convince myself they have no parents they have no code there's no they have no youth minister they have nobody I'm it that way I don't miss a kid yeah if you're getting on them that means you care right that oh. you want them to be better and I think that because whenever you give up that's the worst feeling when you don't have anybody in your corner yeah that's not good at all. Um, but if you have those people in the corners, because I hit a low, maybe about two years ago, I had the lowest point in my, and lowest point in my life is maybe not as low as maybe others, but to me, that's as low as it gets. It's all relative. Yeah. Right. And so I had people in my corner that I could not have gotten out of that without. Right. And those were, I mean, at Trinity, it's not just professors, it's staff, it's a family over there. And to have those people to talk things through, not only just vent and talk everything bad about the situation, but to be able to have a plan of action in place to move forward, like you're going to be stronger because of this, Yeah, you know, that empowers somebody to get out of something. Mm. Um, and so I, I see it every day with my parents. Yeah. 
that's the hardest thing man is um you know they call it i'm and listen i had to go to rehab for this like they call it like the lawnmower parents <laughs> you know before we were helicopter parents with my kids at this stage, they call it the lawnmower parent where we're trying to mow down all the obstacles in their way to make an easier life so they don't have too much adversity. Yeah. I, Bubble wrap. Yeah. I'm horrible. Like, I don't want my kid to suffer, right? But really, deep down inside, I kind of do because that's where the strength is created. That's where the character is built. They have to fall. You have to fall. You're 100% stronger because of your falls, right? Yeah. If you don't screw up at all in your early stage of life, then yeah, you're going to do it at some point. There's this... Um, you, you, you know who Jocko is, Jocko Willink? Heck no. All right. He's, um, I'll turn you on to this guy. Okay. He's a Navy SEAL. He's a speaker now. He does a podcast. And his whole thing is about um, absolute, complete ownership of every everything is my fault. Everything in my life is my yeah. fault. The good and the bad. Like, oh, if I'm great, if, if, if my life is great, it's for one reason. It's because I'm great. If my life is horrible, it's for one reason. Because what I'm doing in my life right now is horrible, and I need to step it up. So it's complete ownership. That way, if you own 100% of it, the theory is I can change 100% of it. Yeah. If I own 50% of my circumstances, that means I can only change 50%. And then who cares? Like, I want to be able to change everything. And um, he has a video out, and um, it goes he, like goes through all this ad- adverse stuff he's experienced, and everything he says is good. Like, this has happened, and so and so good. <laughs> and the whole point being... Because now you're stronger, and now you're going to grow from it, and now you're going to learn from it, and now you're a better person. Yeah, and I I don't think you do that playing it safe, right? A lot of people say, oh, this is a safe bet. This is a safe option. Yeah. But no, you got the highs of life just with the lows of life or out there in the risky part. And I don't think you do it playing alone. I think, you know, <laughs> yes. over time, maybe when you're, when you're older and you have so much um, – I call it an inventory of evidence where like in my life, dude, I've had, I've had so many experiences and now I have this inventory, an inventory of evidence where I, it can prove to myself, well, this is really good that this has happened because look at all the times, all this negative stuff have happened in my life and all the good has come of it. But when you're younger, man, you don't have an inventory of evidence. You got nothing. So it's required to have a circle of people around you where something really challenging happens so they can point to it and they can clearly tell you it's really good this has happened, and here's why. And it's that perspective, right? Because you're young. You only have that sense of, oh, this is five feet in front of me, or this is 10 feet in front of me. Yeah. But if you had that person that, hey, I've been through that, it's okay. Yep. Um, and, and I think that's with mentors. The whole idea of mentors has been energizing me like crazy. Uh, so that's what I see in the value of mentorship. Here's, you know what I, I tell people is um, if, if, if you don't have an amazing mentor in your life, it's because you didn't ask anybody to be your mentor. That's why. Right. I think people would be shocked at how much people want to help. Like the more you ask people, everybody wants to help. Like every, here's what I told everybody deep down inside wants to be the one. I want to be the one that some person looks back on and says, you know what, man, that, that guy, that guy changed my life. Like, I'll never forget the time that I, I want to be that guy. Everybody does. At every level, every educator, at every I'm talking like the CEO level, C-suite, exec, all the way into middle management, to even to every secretary. I promise you, the custodian in the school, just like the principal in the school, both of them are equal in the sense that deep down inside, both of them want to be the one that somebody can look back on and say, that person has impacted my life, and I am better because of it. Feels good. It feels good. I think mentors they're here for three things to make someone feel special to help them overcome an obstacle or a challenge and then to help them find their passion yeah help them find what feels feels them to do greatness and so 
I've been blessed with some great mentors in the past, teachers, coaches, parents, yeah. right? And so I want to be able to return that favor and do that to how many other kids there is in the future. Yeah. Um, so uh, in San Antonio, there's this program called Bear County Juvenile Probation Department. Right? Yeah, long. it's a long title with a lot of emotions behind it. Um, but I had this woman named Gloria come to Trinity, and she was campaigning for mentors. And uh, I walked up, and she got me to sign up somehow. And uh, three years later, uh, incredible experience. We meet with our mentees once a week. Uh, mine is, his name is Eric, and it's, it's w- incredible watching him grow, being able to stand there and see him at his lowest point and then see him at his highest point, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm only 21, right? <laughs> really young. Um, but I'm able to, hey, Eric, it's going to be okay. It's, middle school's rough. It's rough. Real rough. Um, but to say, hey, you, ha- you are incredibly unique and special. You have this incredible talent of getting people around you to be happy. <laughs> Not many people are able to do that. And so you can do some great things in this world. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah, how did you get involved with that whole thing? Was it was it just through school and you went and you went to a presentation and thought, man, I'll get some of that? I was not looking for it, that's for sure. I had a little extra free time on my hands. Um and I went to a career I think it was a involvement fair maybe. And they were tabling. They had a table there and I just walked up. I said yes, which is kind of hard to do whenever you hear something like that and people from different backgrounds. It's a little it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but I said yes because I, I saw that as an opportunity to help someone else, and I love that. And uh, it, it, doesn't take any, it doesn't take any monetary value, right? It's just time uh, and loving someone and caring them and showing compassion. Yeah. And then you got involved with it, and so you had to do like an application, and then they find out about your background. All they that. actually wouldn't let me in because I was 18. The cutoff was 21. Ah. <laughs> so I had to, I did a, it was a six month process, a 500 word background check, psychological test. Mm-hmm. And I go in, they said, hey, last thing, we just need a scan of your ID. And I went in, and they said, you don't turn 21 till when? <laughs> and they said, well, unfortunately, you can't do it. And I, fought i fought i fought and i went after i said who's your boss who's your boss who's your boss and then ultimately i was sitting in the office and i was like i'm i'm mature i'm okay Uh, i can promise you and they said the fact that you're able to put this much effort into getting into our mentorship program shows us that you'll be okay they got sick of you man just (laughs) Uh, give them the deal let them do it jeez you won't quit calling me right the persistence yeah um but i was actually awarded the bear county mentor of the year last year and in my uh, speech that they were saying they were like we could not get this kid out of our office at 18 and I was only 20 when I accepted it. So it was, <laughs> it was a rewarding experience yeah. for you, man. Look like that. I mean, that, that's an awesome, um, it's you know, like, I mean, that's an awesome award and I'm sure they got amazing people out there. And like, what do you think it, what was like the defining factor that they thought, well, let's give it to this kid. What, what, like, what do you think it was? It, was it some sort of, um, results you were having with your, with your mentee? Yeah. I, we try to do out of the box things every week. So this past week, this past Wednesday, we meet every Wednesday after school. I pick them up. Uh, we went to get a haircut, right? <laughs> get a haircut. Have you ever been to sports clips? No, I've never been to sports clips. Introducing something new. Yeah. Uh, the past two weeks uh, before that, we threw the baseball in the park. Have you ever thrown a baseball? No, never thrown a baseball. And so to be able to introduce these uh, concepts that are so dear to my heart to someone else, yeah. something brand new, a new experience where they might excel in, you never know. 
Um, I think that might be it. Uh, I do this exercise where it's a value sheet. Uh, it has all these values like family, happiness, money, and there's maybe 25 on a sheet. Mm-hmm. And then we circle the top 10. Now circle your top five. Now circle your top three. So getting them to think about these things, uh, your goals, how is your actions right now uh, affecting you to do these goals, accomplish these uh, passions that you have, just getting them to think big picture, right? Yeah. Not just, what am I going to do Monday for lunch? What am I going to do this weekend? It's thinking about how your actions right now are impacting your future. Yeah. And, man, when when you uh, when you provide here, – here's what I love about it is, first of all, like we always say, if you're going to make a difference, you've got to be different. So that alone, just providing different experiences is going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And when you are with your, uh, we'll call him a mentee, you're, you're the mentor. When you're with your mentee and you're in moment in a moment of those experiences they've never experienced before, what's that like? The aha moment, right? Yeah. What? I can throw a baseball and hit him in the chest? What? Yeah. Um, what, is a, what is throwing a football like? Like the curiosity and being able to give them those opportunities. What's a what's a football cost at Academy? What seven dollars to be able to give that happiness and go to a park, um, and then spend that time with them, showing that you care about them, that you love with them. It gives them that extra sense of accountability. So whenever they do those actions where you're kind of disappointed in them, or that you see that those that might not have been the best move, then they have that extra layer of accountability. Oh, Cameron's going to not enjoy this or yeah, right. um, not as a disciplinary or because I'm not disciplining him or anything. Right. It's just that, Oh, that that's not the best move. You know what it is, man. It's, um, let me give you the language for it in, in the education world. What we talk about is providing a kid with a reputation to live up to hundred percent. And now because, um, you are so invested, it's just like if they had a parent that was invested, they don't <laughs> want to disappoint you because now, because that's his new reputation. This is his new identity. Yeah. And he doesn't want to violate. And that's why it's painful because, you know, the whole discipline approach is, well, here's the thing, man. I don't want to break a rule. I don't want to. But breaking rules is fun, dude. I love breaking rules. And when you get away with something, oh, my God, it feels fantastic. But to break one of the values as this kid now has as a part of his new identity that was given to him because he's living up to this reputation that we've instilled, that you've instilled in this kid, that's a whole different level. And 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 when they mess up, now it's painful, which is what we want. We want it to be painful when they mess up. And it gives me a, an extra sense of set leading by example, too. You know, it's not just uh, – there's benefic- benefits for me, too, because I have to say, oh, would I want Eric <laughs> seeing me doing this or would I want to cut this corner when I could do it right? Yeah. Um, it's beneficial both ways. Yeah, man. We have to always say, um, you know, they, they have to see it if they're going to be it. Yeah. I got to show it if I'm going to grow it in that kid. Right. And if they don't see it, what are they aiming for? Where are they going? They got to like actually see that hey, there's a kid that's not much older than me that's doing great in this world. And yeah. I didn't come from much. I have two parents as teachers, right? We didn't have a whole lot of money and being able to uh be where I'm at, it's uh it's great to look back at, but I'm also looking forward um being future thinking. Yeah. You know what what I always tell my I had a mentoring program and I was teaching and um you know what I would tell them when the kids are signing up, I would beg them, I would beg them to go change their schedule. And here's what I would say. Because we would we would come together as a class for about the first five to six weeks before we start seeing our kids, our mentees. And I would ask these seniors in high school, listen, I'm begging you, 
if you want to do your senior year and you want to go to football games, go out and drink and, and party and, and throw up in the bushes or whatever, cool. Go do it. You just can't be, you just can't be a mentor. I'm not saying you're a bad person. If that's what you want to do, if you want to go vape and you want to be silly and and be on Instagram with party pictures and and and, and the red plastic cup, red solo cup, mm-hmm. go do it. You just can't. You just can't be a mentor because if in order for this thing to work, it, you have to walk the walk. Like it has to be who you are. Yeah. And I would tell them, man. Listen, I'm not making. I'm not asking you to make a commitment for the rest of your life. I'm talking about while you're mentoring this kid. This has to be who you are. Once you graduate, you're going to have to make another decision based on some other circumstances and who you want to be. But right now, man, you cannot, and I would beg them to go change your schedule, please. Because I'm going to tell you this. I would tell them if, if, if um, you decide you, you just can't make that kind of commitment, you know what? We're, we're still going to be friends, man. We're still going to high five in the hallway. Yeah. I'll still chat with you. We're, we're going to be, we're, we're gonna be cool. But I'm telling you right now, if, if you're going to be one of my mentors, and you get caught, and I see a picture, and you're drunk, and you're doing your thing, and I find out, and I have to kick you out, and now you've left the kid hanging, mm-hmm. and we have to make up some story about why you're not coming every week, because I had to kick you out. We ain't cool, and we're never going to be friends, ever. You can't do that to a kid. You, you can't fake it. No. You, you got to earn the respect, and you can't just talk. You got to walk the walk. You got to earn the respect, because your words mean nothing if you're going out and doing something different yeah. uh, for the rest of the week. How long have you been with your kid? Uh, about nine, ten months now. Yeah, yeah. Seeing him grow, it's he's only in seventh grade, eighth grade. He's at Kip Academy mm-hmm. in uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes we go to eat lunch and uh, bring him water burger. It's awesome being that person and yeah. walking in the school with some water burger. Oh my cat's uh, like winning the lottery, man! <laughs> Good lord, water burger. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And uh, wait, tell me, tell me something else you guys have done together besides uh, playing catch, water burger, got a haircut. It, what, if looking back, like, what do you think has been one of his favorite experiences? Favorite experience? Oh man, we went and played laser tag. Oh, you've never seen a smile bigger than that. Really? Uh, laser tag and go kart all in one. What is this? Uh, uh, this mentorship program does a great job of saying. Hey, we understand you can't spend this much money every week, so they provide gift cards for every kid mm-hmm. or every mentor. Uh, so we went and played laser tag. He'd never played laser tag before. It was just him and I in the place. It was on like a Wednesday afternoon. Everyone's in school, or um, well, he was. It was after school, but right. <laughs> uh, we were playing laser tag, playing go karts. Oh, I'm gonna beat you this time. Oh, how are you gonna do that? Oh, well, I'm gonna take a sharper turn. So being critical and thinking about it, um, I always ask the why, right? The why. Not just saying I'm going to do this, but why and how. Um, so getting him to think about these things. So whenever something bigger in his life, better, bigger than beating me in go-karts, ask why and how. Yeah. Uh, that way you can put a plan in action to do it. Uh, I, I think that was probably the best part. And there was buffet of pizza. How can you get better than that? That's a big day. Oh, I'm a little jealous. Oh, And as a college student, it's better than ramen, right? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it was good for me. Yeah, have you have you taken him to campus yet? Uh, that is, I'm planning on right before I graduate. I'm done in December, so yeah. uh, kind of as the last hurrah uh, before I leave. I yeah. don't even know where I'm going yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's always a big day for us, man. We when we were doing the high school uh, mentoring thing, is we would, um, you know, we would always always go visit kids at their school. It's and, visual. And then what we do on the last day, we bring them to us at the high school. 
And, um, but we'd have to set that up because, you know, just like any school, not every teacher is super cool. So we'd have certain teachers. Well, even though like my senior, the, the mentor, this might not really be their class, but we would say this, Hey, well, I want you to come to this class so you can see what's cool. And then we take, make sure it's a cool class with a cool teacher and make sure all the kids are in, they welcome him. Hey, you know, look who's here, everybody. We heard about you. Everybody knows his name already. Yeah. And so, because we want them just to have those, um, you know, I do associate those emotions with going to school and meeting people and having fun and, and, and doing what's right, you know, those sorts of things. Well, we actually had to have the conversation, what is applying to college? Because it wasn't on his radar. And so we've had those conversations of what it will take, what's extracurriculars, what is, why does that help you? Yeah. Um, so I've been looking towards the moment of showing him what a college camp is like because we talk about it. What? There's basketball courts there. What? There's soccer. Yeah. Um, so being able to go and walk and see the campus, it, it's going to be amazing. Man, to be a first generation college oh. student, oh, I think it's mind boggling of really what that takes. Yeah. Uh, Trinity actually does a great program. He, they do a first generation where they come in about two weeks early and they walk uh, through college. Yeah. But I mean, just putting that on his map, something to work towards where he might not have ever gotten that till maybe later on senior year in high school or junior year, mm -hmm. where it's coming from someone who he might respect or we've earned that trust from being there week after week, that consistency, mm -hmm. uh, being able to hear that he's thinking about going to college now it's good from yeah. where we started um and not just knowing like oh if you don't get into ut it's not all make it or break it there's community college i didn't even get into ut that was the one school i didn't get into yeah. uh, but they're setting like oh let's go to ut but there's there's so many other different options out there man I, let me tell you something it's all about what you make it you know what i mean i mean yes. i think kids get caught up in the name of the school rather than the experience and who do you want to live with for the next four or five years of your life, man? Like it's really whatever you make of this thing, that's what it's really about. Yeah. I believe in the saying the five people you spend the most time with is the average of who you are. Right. right. So that was a big deciding factor on why I chose Trinity was I wanted to be surrounded by the best and brightest and smartest kids, way smarter than I am. So then I rise to the occasion. Uh, I pride myself in my people skills. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so to be able to be surrounded by kids that are academically smart, but not just super smart where we don't hang out on Fridays or Saturdays, uh, that's was one of my biggest parts of Trinity. Yeah. When you are uh, wrapping this thing up next December, you said? This December. This December. That's what, a month and a half? Yeah. Two well, months? you have any ideas? Uh, so the, the Spurs have offered me to stay on as a full-time, so I might do that. Uh, the Spurs? The basketball team in San Antonio. I've heard of. What do you, wait a minute. What do you, you play on the San Antonio Spurs? No. Uh, uh, I am on the. I do community relations. So mm -hmm. once I heard about this industry, it, it's been like that light bulb, that aha. I can get paid to help others. Uh, I don't know if many people know about it, but community relations department. It's using that platform, that brand of San Antonio Spurs. And using all, pulling all that money to impact the community around, so impacting the community for good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm big on youth sports, using the power of sports to impact uh, character traits, leadership traits, uh, discipline, whatnot. Uh, so being able to 
do that at the one of the most prestigious basketball teams uh, around. It's, it's yeah. very lucky and I think, fortunate. you know, it's almost um, unanimous. It really is, like, the most respected in terms, like, just a class organization. They have books written about it called The Spur Way, yeah. right? Um, and once you get in there, you it's a family. They want you to learn and grow, not just do the job, but how can we help you with your career and moving forward? Yeah. Because I, I was an intern for a year. Um, and they let me sit in on any meeting I wanted, uh, do big projects. We renovated a teacher's lounge. I was the lead for a teacher's lounge project, a male 19 year old kid. Right. Um, but being able to do a project that had a $2,000 budget as an intern, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that, you know, because, um, you know, it, it isn't just about what we're doing now, but um, I love those organizations that really run it like a school, like the Spurs. Like what when, when these people are done and we're sending them out to another team or to another organization or to another life, you know, how can we impact them right now so they can be better for that? And it, it goes back to mentors again because in any career you're going to have a mentor. You're going to have that person that's one step ahead of you in that career that you want to follow, that you want them to lead by example so you can see what a successful uh, community relations coordinator is like. And I've had some phenomenal – I've been in great environments. I was with uh, the Astros two summers ago. I was with the Spurs last year and then Major League Baseball. And the people I'm working with, they've been great resources and assets to me, not just using me as like a, a donkey or a labor horse, right? It's just – using me as uh, feeding me knowledge because I'm a sponge anywhere I go. I want to learn as much as I can. And that doesn't happen without having people in front of you that are willing to give out that knowledge and that uh, expertise. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, listen, I want to make a prediction, dude. I think, um, I'm, I mean, my, my prediction, I think um, you've got a whole lot figured out and uh, I, I hate to, I hate the word successful because I, I, cause I, but I, just, I love happy. Like I think you, I think you're on a path and you've had some circumstances in your life that has created um, this 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 path that you're going to end up in a place where you feel really content and satisfied and happy because, like, the mentoring thing really has given you, like, that's the key. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can I make a difference in the lives of other people? Because this was the beautiful part about my mentoring program was at the end of it. Like, I knew it was going to happen for my students. They didn't know, but I knew that on the very last day, we're sitting around and we happen during the final. We have two hours to take a final and there's no final, but we're going to sit around and talk and process the year is they all come to that realization is, yeah, we've made a difference in the lives of our kids, but all that we've become because they have that moment as an 18 year old kid, they realize, Oh my gosh, I become all that I give away. Like the, like here we are trying to get our lives where we come and grab and try to get all the stuff that's out there. We're trying to, but the really, the key is you got to give away. That's how you become it. Like if you want to be more courageous, you have to encourage enough other people and then you become more courageous. And at 18 to learn that. Yeah. You're giving them the opportunity of a lifetime. To me, that's successful. If you're learning that that early on. Man, you're going to go some great places. I remember on one of your previous podcasts, it, a girl had it on her binder, right? The mentor. At, yeah. Uh, she said, to the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Right. Fantastic motto to live by. If you go through every interaction thinking that, you're going to be something special. You're going to make someone special, too. Yeah. It's true. And, you know, we would tell these, um, you know, it happens like, 
I think sometimes we we think of mentorship as this official strategic plan where no. I'm gonna I'm assigned <laughs> and I'm gonna do this weekly thing. You know what? There's an opportunity every time you go to Kroger. You know what I mean? There's an opportunity. <laughs> or your little sister, yeah. right? Helping her with her homework. It's nothing is super studious, super. No, you don't have to be knowledgeable. You don't have to be something special. You can just be a helping hand, right? Yeah. Um, I think. And it goes back to leading by example, modeling the way. So my mentor, Dr. Tingle at Trinity, uh, professor, just clearing his schedule whenever I need help, that's impactful. That little action. Sure. While he might not think that he's my mentor, he's my mentor. Yeah. Right? Because being intentional and uh, going about every interaction with compassion and listening, I'm going to take that with me and do it to 10 other people. Uh, he's impacted my life, and he might not even know it. Yeah, because you want you want other people to feel the way you felt when he worked with you. Correct. Powerful. Yeah. All right, man, you're amazing. Um, hey, Keith. Hey, let's let's do it again because here's what I don't know: is I want to find out what happens um, as a result of your current mentoring pro- uh, program with this kid, and yeah. then also. Um, we'll, we'll update people on what happens after you graduate and see if you actually, um, end up at the Spurs or what happens. We'll see, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, man. And thank you for using your platform to make this world a better place. It's been awesome. Yeah, for sure, man. You're awesome. Thanks. Thanks.